Welcome to the journey with Sarah Alexia, where we embark on life's roller coasters together because this life is not easy. Join me, your host, Sarah Alexia, as we navigate the twists and turns, finding comfort in the belief that with a touch of humor, because I can be funny, a sprinkle of motivation, and a dash of divine guidance, life's journeys becomes not just bearable, but truly remarkable. Get ready for a podcast full of wisdom, motivation, and the timeless words from the good book itself, the Holy Bible. Let the journey begin. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Journey with Sarah Alexia podcast. I am super excited that you decided to tune in today. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast channel and turn on notifications so that way you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at underscore underscore Sarah Alexia. I pray that this episode blesses you and if it does, please share it with five other people. Okay, let's get into it. What's happening, y'all? I pray that all is well and that you're just in great health. Like this morning, I just feel as though great health should be upon every person listening to this podcast this morning. Um, But let's get into today's podcast. I want to start off by sharing a really funny story. Well, it might not be funny, but to me, it's funny. So I will never forget the time when I was in high school. And this is where sew-ins were just becoming trendy and popular. Like every woman I knew, every black woman I knew was getting their weave done. And because everyone was doing it and I just, it was a trend, I just had to get it done. I will never forget begging my mom to get a sew-in. And I knew nothing about it. I just knew what it was, what it was called and I knew I needed some weave. Like I didn't know what type of weave. Um, there was Brazilian, Peruvian, and synthetic. I didn't know what I needed. All I just knew was that I needed a sew-in and it required weave. Now, I didn't even imagine what this would look like on my face. I didn't even imagine the style that I wanted. All I knew was that I needed a sew-in and some weave. So after weeks of begging my mom, the time finally came and your girl was about to get her hair slayed. That was the terminology that they used. So I'm like, I'm about to get my hair slayed. And I remember purchasing the cheapest weave at the beauty store. And it was the most random brown color. Like the color didn't even go on my skin, but because it was cheap, I was like, okay. And then I knew I needed weave. So I was like, okay, this is what I need. So I remember I purchased my weave and was on my way to the lady who was to do my hair. Right there and then, my dream was coming true. I was going to be like everyone else who had weave. Until I looked in the mirror and I realized that I looked like Dora the Explorer's black cousin. Like, when I tell you I was pissed off, I was like, why do I look like this? But that's exactly what I get because I assumed I was going to look like everyone else that had weave. Like, the lady asked me, uh, where do I want my part? I was like, okay, down the middle. Because everyone else had theirs down the middle. I look like Dora the Explorer. And that's exactly what I get for following a trend that I knew nothing about. But that's what we're going to talk about today, except more on the lines of what happens when who we are naturally is not a trend. Like, I knew I followed the trend because everyone was able to adjust their hair and stuff. But what happens when we just believe that our own character, our own identity is not trendable, so we try to follow other people's trends. So let's get into it. All right, we're going to get into another funny story. It may not be funny. Like, to me, it's funny now when I look at it. But you might listen to this and be like, hey, Sarah, I think that's kind of deep. And it might be deep, depending on how you perceive it. So, um, 
if you don't know, I am a Haitian and Nigerian individual. I know it's an interesting mix. I get it all the time. Um, my mom's Haitian and my dad's Nigerian. But somehow, but somehow, all throughout elementary school, I had folks to believe that I was black and Dominican. Not even just elementary school. This followed me up until middle school. I was really telling people, like, hey, I'm, I'm black and Dominican. Now, as I look back, I can't believe I had the audacity to do such a thing. Why? Because I have the most African last name. Like, there was no way that my last name could be Dominican. It was literally from the roots of Nigeria. Um, so I know for a fact that people didn't believe me, probably because of my last name, probably because of the texture of my hair. But, you know, I fought day and night to let these folks know, yeah, I'm half black and half Dominican. Now, when I think about it, I wonder why I sat there and lied and said I was Dominican. Like, I can get away with being black because technically I am black. But why did I lie about being Dominican? Well, that's because being Dominican is what was popular and trendy at that time. And I say trendy with quotation marks. It was the most popular thing, especially in elementary school. Like, everyone around me was Dominican. Like, if you had the curly hair, you were cool. If you had, you know, the accent, you were cool. Like, like everything about being Dominican was cool. So, therefore, I wanted to be that. What I also noticed is that if you were African, you were bullied. Like, you were called an African booty scratcher. They called you a monkey. Like, people didn't want to be your friend. And to me, it was just wild. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to associate with being African. I'd rather associate with being Dominican, even though I'm not that. Now, here's a quick sidebar. I can't believe I really thought that, you know, a racial identity or ethnicity was a trend. Like, I can't believe, like, I fell into that trap. But that's a deeper conversation for another day. Now, as an educator, when you go through something like this, it's considered normal, especially in elementary school and middle school. Folks will try to say, yeah, you're just trying to find your identity and it's okay to conform to what's trendy and yada, yada, yada. Like, and by all means, yes and no, but if you don't deal with this correctly um, with a child, I truly believe that this habit can follow you all the way to adulthood. And you're probably asking how. Well, I'm glad you asked, even though you didn't ask. If your identity is not affirmed, like your natural identity, if it's not not affirmed, you will always be looking to conform to what is cool and appealing until you are affirmed. Let me say that again. If your natural identity, naturally who you are, if it's not affirmed, you will always be looking to conform into what is cool and appealing until you are affirmed. Let me prove it to you. I went from being ashamed of being Haitian to unashamed by the simple gesture of my grandfather. There was a moment in middle school when my grandpa was helping me fill out one of those applications for school. It was either a lunch application or a nurse form. I forgot what it was. But as we were filling it out, we got to the section where it asked for race and ethnic background. And there was, I believe, four options. I believe it was black, white, Asian, and other. Now, I was happily getting ready to put black. But my grandfather was adamant that I selected other and put Haitian. And mind you, we're going back and forth. I'm like, no, I just want to put black. He's like, no, you need to put Haitian. I'm like, "Mm, but I want to put black. And like, we're going back and forth. But then he gave me a speech about how I should be proud of being Haitian, like the roots of Haiti and things of that nature. And from that moment, I was proud of being Haitian. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should be proud of being Haitian. And I happily checked other and put Haitian. And from that moment, I was a proud Haitian girl. But it just took one gesture from my godfather, my my godfather, my grandfather. Eventually, I started to be happy to tell people I was Haitian. I didn't care about what they thought because my grandpa told me to be proud. However, I was a proud Haitian with a Nigerian last name. And I was still ashamed of being Nigerian. 
it was, and the thing is, it was low-key hard for me to run away from being Nigerian because every time I would tell folks that I'm Haitian, which I am, they would ask me about my last name and say, that's not a, a Haitian last name. It's not Pierre. It's not Francois. It's not Jean Baptiste. I get it. But I simply told them, well, I am Haitian and I don't know what to tell you because I really was Haitian. And for a while, this worked up until I encountered my Nigerian middle school math teacher. I will never forget the first day of school and my Nigerian math teacher, homie, was taking attendance. And when he got to my name, he said out loud, you're Nigerian, huh? Immediately, I shook my head no with an attitude and said, no, I'm Haitian. And he obviously was confused because my last name was Nigerian. But I was able to get with this lie for a while. But then came parent-teacher conference night. And because my mother is the kind of mother who wants to know how her child is doing in school, we obviously had to go to parent-teacher night. And that's when my cover was blown. We got to my math teacher, and homeboy just would not let my last name go. Immediately as we get there and sit down, the first thing he tells my mom is, this is the Nigerian last name, but your daughter says she's Haitian. And here goes my mom. Yes, her father is Nigerian. Bro, I was so tight because he looked at me. He was like, you lied to me. I knew you was Nigerian. Like He was just giving me that look. And I was just mad. But the story doesn't end here, right? The story does not end here. He, one would think, oh, maybe she's not, maybe she's not comfortable with being Nigerian. Maybe, you know, she just doesn't want to identify with that. Like, but he, he, he didn't let it go. He, he did not let it go because the next day at school, this man made a point to take attendance and say my last name in the correct way, which is the Nigerian way. And I tried to correct him because I, the way I was saying my last name back then was in the very American way. But he said it in the most Nigerian way, and I tried to correct him into saying it in the American way. But then he exclaimed and said, you are Nigerian to the whole class. And I'm like, no, I'm not. He goes, yes, you are. Your mom told me last night. And I'm like, bro, like I was so tight. I wanted to walk out of class, but I didn't because I didn't want my mom to be called. But I was so mad. So now, although this story might seem funny to some and others might think the math teacher did the most, which he did. But my main focal point is, why was I really mad? Like, I was absolutely upset. Like, I didn't cry or nothing, but, like, in my soul, I was vexed. Um, Because at the end of the day, like, what homie was saying was facts, but it made me mad. Like, I am Nigerian. But why could I not accept that? Because it was not validated. Like, no one told me, like, oh, you should be proud of being Nigerian. No one told me that, hey, Nigerians are lit. No one told me that, you know, this is a great culture. Like, in my mind, if you're Nigerian, you're African, and if you're African, you're, you're, you're a booty scratcher and you're a monkey. That's what I perceive Nigerians to be. So I didn't want to be associated with that. So this mindset of not wanting to be Nigerian because it was associated with like the negative things of Africa, um, it followed me all the way to high school. But eventually, at some point in high school, being African became cool, like I know, like it just became cool, as it should be, and it was. It became cool because of the fits. It became cool because of the accent, the humor, and I finally figured out, like, hey, maybe it's my time to shine. Like, I can truly embrace who I am because who I am is actually cool. And I also found out if you are mixed, it's also cool. So I'm like, okay, it's my time to shine. But at this time, it was too late. No one ever believed that I was both Haitian and Nigerian. Mind you, I would go above and beyond to prove this point. But because of my past deceitfulness and shame, 
folks are just skeptical. Eventually, I mean, eventually I was able to prove that I was both, but like, it just took so long. Like, because of my last name, people were like, okay, maybe you are Nigerian. But then they wouldn't believe that I was Haitian because they thought I was trying to be Haitian because being Haitian at the time was also cool. They were like, oh, you just want to be Haitian because you want to be related to so-and-so. You just want to be Haitian because so-and-so is Haitian. And I'm like, I looked them dead in the eye like, nah, I'm actually really Haitian. You can call my mom and you can hear her Haitian accent. And like, it just took a while. Like I was doing the most to have folks believe that I was Haitian and Nigerian. Like, mind you, I had the last name to prove it. Now, look at me being proud of my last name. I had the last name to prove it. And I also had the mother to prove that I was Haitian. But nobody would believe me um, when I first said it. But eventually, um, people started to believe me. But I just, like, I realized at the end of that, like, once I graduated high school, I realized I should not have to go that hard to prove something that I am naturally. Like, I'm naturally these two things. And I went above and beyond to prove that I am. Why? Because in my elementary school years and middle school years, I sat there and lied and said I wasn't. And obviously those people, you know, we gravitated to high school together and it was hard for them to, hard for them to believe, hard for them to believe. I'm so sorry. My, like my tongue is just getting twisted. Now this story may sound like a normal story of a child who's trying to find and accept their identity, but it's actually deeper than that. It's deep because you have this child who's just lost and looking for acceptance for who they are naturally, but she's trying to find acceptance and value in the wrong places. She's trying to find acceptance in what's cool and trendy instead of becoming a trend herself. We often hear it growing up, you set the trend. And although that sounds great, we are never taught the battles that comes when setting a trend. For example, I could have been proud of being Nigerian and Haitian. Like, I could have been proud of my culture and set that trend that we are some dope people. But what about the bullies that call me a, that call me a monkey? Like, what about them? Or what about the bullies that says my country makes cookies out of dirt? How does one overcome that? Especially at a time where teachers, and in my time at least, they weren't doing anything about racial or ethnic bullying. Like, that wasn't something that I seen teachers do. So how do you set the trend when you feel rejected? Like, how do you set the trend for your culture when your culture is rejected by people? Now, although I have mastered this in my adult years, like, I am a proud Haitian, a proud Nigerian. I realize, though, there's no real way to overcome this as a child, in my personal opinion. Now, there's actually a little twist in this podcast. This podcast actually isn't about you or me. This podcast is actually about them. This podcast is about helping someone younger than you and helping them affirm their identity to be confident in the skin they're in and to encourage them to set those trends and be proud of them. As many of you know, I'm a middle school educator. I mentioned this before. And I'll never forget my third year teaching when I had encountered one of my now favorite students to the point where I call him my nephew. Like for the remainder of this podcast, I'm going to be saying my nephew, come on, obviously I'm not going to say his name. Um, but I'll never forget one of the teachers telling me that my nephew was ashamed of being Nigerian and that he hates his last name. Like when he told me this, I was immediately moved because this was familiar to me. Like I've been in his shoes before and my heart was moved and I have compassion towards him. Now, I didn't embarrass my nephew just like my math teacher did. Like, I didn't want to expose the fact that he was Nigerian. But I simply just went up to him and told him, like, hey, I'm also Nigerian. I heard you're Nigerian. I heard I'm also Nigerian. Um, and, I'm, and I'm pretty cool, you know. And obviously, you know, the, the ice didn't break very quickly. It's not like he was like, oh, my teacher's Nigerian. Okay, let me be proud of being Nigerian. It didn't happen that quickly. Um, but slowly but surely, 
he would begin to be proud of Nigerian with the things that I did, right? So when I would go up to him, I would say in the most African accent, my brother, how are you? Now, I don't really have an African accent because I'm not really surrounded by it, but I would try, right? And sometimes he would be shy and, you know, he would just tell me to leave him alone. Sometimes he would engage. But when I realized that he was telling me to leave him alone more than actually engaging, I realized maybe I should step back. Um, but I was like, I, I still want him to be proud of who he is. So let me try to find another way to have him be proud of who he is. So when I would teach my classes, right, I would just like play around with the accent. Like it wouldn't be directed towards him, but it would just be in general. Like when I would talk to my co-teacher, I would probably talk in an African accent. Or when I would talk to the students, like several students, and they're also African, um, I would you know, play with the, play around with the accent to my best ability. Like I wasn't doing it to troll. I was just trying to do it naturally. Now, when my nephew realized like, Oh, you know, I think my teacher really is cool. Like people are actually engaging with her. People love her accent. Like maybe she is cool. Um, so he started to realize like, okay, maybe this is cool. Let me try to engage. And let me tell you my most proudest moment as a teacher, like it has nothing to do with, yeah, the kids learn science concepts or the kids were well behaved. My most proudest moment as a teacher and my most successful moments as a teacher is when my nephew finally accepted that he was Nigerian and he began to love his last name. Like, and here's how I knew he was proud, right? One time he came up to me and he started talking to me in his African dialect. Like, mind you, his was more natural than mine, right? He started to talk to me in his African dialect and, like, immediately my heart was just proud. It was a smile. Like, I was smiling ear to ear. I went back to that teacher. I was like, I was like, my nephew just talked to me in an African accent. Like, I was just souped, right? Um, now, in no way do I take credit for this because it's all glory to God. I give God the glory. Um, and I just thank God that I went through what I went through in middle school and elementary school to help the next generation. And that's what I want to tell you who are listening. Let's help the next generation accept their identity for what it naturally is. Like, I don't want, I don't ever want a child to go through what I went through, lying about being Dominican. Like, who does that? And it's, it's crazy because now, um, as I teach this year, right, I have, you know, the most Nigerian or the most Haitian individuals lying to their classmates and saying that they're Dominican. And like, obviously I'm not going to put them on blast, but I know that story way too well. And it's my job as an educator to help them understand like, Hey, who you are naturally and where your parents were born and your ethnicity. It's okay. Like you're actually pretty cool. Like, cause I don't want you to get to high school trying to force people to prove that, Hey, I'm actually Haitian. Like, I don't want you to go through that. That's embarrassing. And I truly believe that no one should be ashamed of their race. No one should be uh, embarrassed of their ethnicity. And I'm sure we know that we all know that as adults. Like when you're 20 and up, you you know that you know that you know your your ethnic background is lit. Like everyone's proud of being Cape Verdean. Everyone's proud of being Liberian. Everyone's proud of being Dominican. Everyone's proud of being Haitian when they're older. But when you're younger. You're not proud. You think it's embarrassing because of the names that come with it. Folks are calling you African booty scratcher. They're calling you a monkey. They're calling you all types of racial slurs. But it's, it's now it's our job as adults to help the younger generation and help, help them embrace their culture and identity. Um, so that's really what this podcast is about. This podcast is about helping those who are younger than us and helping them embrace who they naturally are as individuals. So I have a quick journaling activity for you. And I just want you to answer these questions in your notebook if you can, right? So the first question is, what is something about yourself that you were ashamed of or embarrassed of as a child? Now, this doesn't have to really focus on culture, right? Two things that I thought about is like, maybe you're a girl who liked to play football, but was told that football was for boys. Like this, this resonates with me deeply because 
I wanted to play football growing up, but because it was for boys and because, like, you know, folks didn't want to see me get hurt, like, it was taken away from me. But now as an adult, I'd be like, yo, guys, let's play football. Like, let's play flag football. Like, I'm trying to embrace that now as an adult because that was something that was taken away from me as a child. Like, I naturally wanted to play football, but no one would let me, right? And now even as an educator, I have some of the girls who play football, and I make sure that that's not taken away from them because we have some dope girl football players in middle school and I try to make sure that that's not taken away from them that no one ever shames them for trying to play football because it's not just a man's sport girls can play it too or maybe you know you like to paint and you was told that you suck at it but now you can embrace that as an adult like you know you, you probably was ashamed to paint because you're like oh well my parents said I suck at it my teacher says I suck at it but maybe you can embrace it now and like try to go to painting classes and truly embrace that it doesn't just have to be about culture but what was something that you was just ashamed embarrassed of so that's my first question my second question is is this something you can embrace now like I said now I try to play flag football with people around me um so that's something you can embrace now and if yes how can you embrace it and my, my last question that I want to ask you is, who is one child in your life, whether they be in elementary school or middle school, that you can commit to? And the commitment is to help them embrace and validate their identity so that way they don't ever have to feel ashamed, ashamed or embarrassed of who they are. Um, so those are my four questions for you. Um, I really like my heart is really with the next generation. Like there's too much going on. There's too many, too much kids just not proud of who they are. And like, I, I just don't want it to lead to something greater. So if, if you can just commit that with me, with finding one child and really just embracing them and letting them know that they're lit, the world would be a much better place. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you found this podcast to be a blessing, please share with five others, because when you share it with five other people, that's five more students that are going to be embraced and if they share with five other people that's five more other students that's going to be embraced and i'm telling you the world would be a much better place thank you so much for tuning in i pray that you are blessed have a great day